women's hockey fans. Welcome to another episode of the Founding Four podcast. This is your women's hockey podcast hosted by me, Erica Lindsay Ayala. And as you know, uh, for those who may have been following along with the Founding Four and social justice in women's hockey, uh, my YouTube series, you'll know that we are integrating the Founding Four podcast and the YouTube channel. Um, and part of this is to make the Founding Four podcast more accessible. So if uh, podcasting isn't your vibe, isn't your jam, you can just go head over to Sports Talk with Erica L. Ayala. Again, that's me. Uh, and you can watch this interview with Buffalo Buttes defender Whitney Dove. Whitney is a uh, incoming defender for the Buffalo Buttes. She went to Providence College before joining up with the Buffalo Buttes, was undrafted, so signed as a free agent. And Whitney and I talked a little bit about her hockey journey, how she got into hockey, how she fell in love with hockey, and um, also talk about um, kind of just (laughs) graduating college and getting ready to be a professional athlete in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. So this is a really fun conversation with Whitney Dove, again, a defender for the Buffalo Buttes, and hope you enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Founding Four podcast. I am your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala, and I am joined by Whitney Dove. Now, Whitney is going to be a rookie in the upcoming NWHL season, which of course has been delayed uh, along with a lot of other things, but uh, you competed in Hockey East for Providence. Um, You're going to the Buffalo Buttes. You're already in Buffalo. We we talked offline about that. And you're originally from Canada. So that's kind of the demographic overview. Um, But I like to start, Whitney, with just kind of, um, you know, Sarah Spain asks this question on her podcast, and I love it. And she asks her guests to just kind of describe their childhood. Like, who were you? Who was, uh, you know, little Whitney as a child? Um, well, I mean, obviously I grew up playing hockey. Um, I have an older brother, so I watched him a lot and I pretty much wanted to do whatever he was doing. So he played hockey, so I wanted to start playing. Um, but yeah, I, I played a lot of sports. I, I love to do stuff, be active. Um, I'm really close with my family. So that was a big part of my life. Um, but yeah. All right, cool. So it, that seems like a, you know, a, a pretty consistent story with a lot of athletes kind of getting into it because it's a thing that they do with a family, older sibling. But give the family a shout out. Go for it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to uh, my mom and dad and my brother. Um, I hope they watch this. But <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Got to give love to the family. Um, And so another question that I like to ask, which is also another pop culture reference, and it comes from the movie Brown Sugar, where, you know, uh, the main one of the main characters on the radio, and she used to ask, so when did you fall in love with hip hop? So I'll ask you, when did you fall in love with hockey? Um, I have to say it was right the first time I stepped on the ice. Um, Yeah, right from the get go, I was like, this is what I'm doing. I love that. So just new, just like at first, at first skate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, but as I mentioned, ultimately you ended up 
playing um, collegiately, Division One, part of Hockey East. And, you know, the WCHA gets a lot of attention. And I, if we have to be honest, rightfully so. But I'm from the East Coast, so maybe call it my East Coast bias. But, you know, Hockey East is a pretty competitive conference as well. Um, so going to Providence, what was that process like for you? And, you know, ultimately, what made that the right choice for you? Yeah, so, um, I mean, I was talking to a couple of different schools. I I visited a lot of schools, but I, I definitely was confident with my choice in Providence. Um, I knew I wanted a, a smaller school. I think that was more my style, and Providence has an awesome campus, and when just meeting the coaches and some of the players, it just, it felt like the right place for me, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, I skipped or I'm going to skip around a little bit here, but I'm, I'm always curious to know, especially for, um, you know, defenders, like, was that the position that you always played? Like, how did you end up on D? Um, no, I didn't always play D when I was younger, you know, everyone kind of tries every position. Um, I tried goalie one game that definitely wasn't for me, (laughs) but I I did like forward. Um, but as I got older, I just, I stuck with D and I, I felt like I was better at that position and I feel like it just, it was better for me. I love it. I never played hockey, but I am a huge proponent of defense, like in every sport. I just think defense is so important. Um, so as you're seeing the game as a defender on the D-line, you know, how would you describe um, how you see the game and how you like to play the game as a defender? Um, yeah, so, I mean, you're, you're at the back, but I feel like, you know, when you start the breakout, like you can kind of see everything in front of you. So, you know, like, oh, I'm going to make this play. Like you kind of, you're almost like the quarterback. You get to kind of start it all up. But um, I'm definitely an offensive defender. So I like to jump up in the play. You know, if I can beat our own forwards up the ice, I'll get right in there. Um, But yeah, I definitely like to get, get in on the offense. And I like to play like in the offensive zone, I like shooting from the point. I think that's a big part of my game too. But, you know, I definitely, I like to get involved in the offense, but also take pride in my defensive play as well. Yeah, I love that. Um, I love how you said quarterback because, you know, as you were just kind of describing, you're involved in a lot of the aspects and elements of the game, including, I would imagine, um, you know, communication, not just with your D partner, Um, but also with the goalie. And so goalies have, you know, a lot of uh, different stereotypes and reputations around hockey. But um, I'm just curious, as as a a person who plays so close to goalies, um, one, you know, you knew that position wasn't for you, but, you know, how would you describe the the goaltending position as it relates to being a defender? Yeah, I guess they're kind of like our backup. If we mess up, then it's all on them. But so, you know, I, I love their goalies everywhere I've played. I feel like they're like a big part of the team. And, you know, we have to communicate with them a lot, like you said. So I think having that that good chemistry with your goaltender so they know where you're going to be and where you want the puck is really important, too. 
For sure, for sure. So no chance we'll see you suit up uh, as a, you know, emergency, you know, goalie for the Buttes, eh? No. <laughs> All right. D only. Okay. <laughs> as I mentioned at the top of the show, Founding Four Podcast is now integrating with Sports Talk ELA on YouTube. So not only will you be able to find all of my interviews moving forward that are on the Founding Four Podcast, but you can find other interviews about women's hockey and other women's sports. But in particular, I want to point you to social justice in women's sports. That actually started with the women's hockey community. And overwhelmingly, uh, I've talked to more hockey players than any other players about really tackling social justice. So you're actually going to hear Whitney and I talk about this. Uh, So let's cut back to my interview again with Buffalo Buttes defender, rookie defender, Whitney Dove. Maybe, you know, you'll uh, slide across, uh, you know, protect, protect the net, but that's about it. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, So, you know, I want to get to your decision to play professionally because I think you came around at an interesting time in women's hockey. Um, But by the time you're entering college, there are some opportunities. There's at least three opportunities that most people in, in North America uh, who play elite hockey um, would have had access to. And that's, of course, uh, the now folded CWHL. Uh, the NWHL is just starting. And then there are opportunities overseas. And um, so as you're coming up through school, had you thought about maybe playing uh, after graduating? And, and um, you know, can you maybe describe uh, what you were thinking as you were getting, you know, to your upperclassmen years at Providence? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it definitely crossed my mind, like, what am I going to do after? And I always kind of knew, like, I don't I don't want to stop playing after these four years. Like, it, hockey is such a big part of my life, and I, I've loved the journey so far. So I kind of had in the back of my head that I'm probably going to play for another couple of years, depending on where it is. But and so you weren't uh, a part of the the draft class that came in um so that was a little bit of a different experience perhaps um at least than what we saw on on social media so can you kind of describe um how the nwhl got on your radar and how ultimately you decided to uh join the buffalo buttes yeah so i mean after i graduated um, some of the coaches had reached out to me from the NWHL and I, I also thought about going overseas too, but I mean, this whole Corona thing, it really, I didn't know what, what was the best option, but after talking with, um, Buffalo, I, I thought that that would be a really cool experience and the NWHL seemed like a really good league. So I thought that that's where I would stay. And so, uh, you know, this is mostly a podcast where it's for NWHL fans. Founding Four comes from the four original NWHL teams. But I'm just curious, uh, what did you know about Buffalo kind of coming into it? And, um, you know, what have has been your um, kind of reaction to what you've been able to do, if you've been able to, to get with your teammates, as you mentioned, coronavirus kind of throwing things uh, into tumult and turmoil. But uh, we'll start first with just, you know, what did you know about Buffalo when you signed? Um, I didn't know too much. Uh, I have a couple, couple girls from Providence that live here. So 
Um, I'd, I'd heard good things from them and I had gone to her house actually once. So I kind of got a little bit of a taste there, but you know, I didn't know a ton about it. I knew that it was close to the border of Canada. So I think that was also, um, a nice thing just knowing that I'm in case I need to go back. But um, yeah, since being here, it's been awesome. You know, everyone's super nice. Um, the team's great. And I've been able to see some some sights and uh, go to some cool restaurants. So I'm definitely enjoying my time here. Excellent. Awesome. Very cool. Buffalo is pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm from what, what people would call downstate, but uh, I, can, I can get with Buffalo. It's pretty <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so, you know, we both have mentioned coronavirus and it, it just kind of is one of those things that everyone's reacting to. So again, you're in a really unique situation, um, not just in your sport, but of course, of course, across all sports and, you know, all colleges and universities. I mean, you're part of a group that had a really weird transition, right? Um, So kind of um, as as you were transitioning out and um, eventually into, you know, what you'll be doing, um, you know, what were some of the things that have been most difficult to adjust to when it comes to coronavirus and, you know, being away from home and maybe what are some of the things that you've been able to embrace about about this time? Yeah well I mean I think the wearing the masks all the time is not ideal especially at the gym you know you're trying to work out and you can barely breathe breathe with the mask on is is definitely something I had to adjust to but um I mean, other than that, we've we've had to cancel a couple practices because just, you know, the whole COVID testing and we can't get our results in time and whatnot. So that's been a little bit frustrating, but I think everyone's just doing their best to, you know, stay positive. And that's really all you can do right now. So yeah, that that is tough. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, the testing that we do have, it, it does take some time. We've seen, you know, I cover women's basketball and, and we've had, uh, I think, it, yeah, it was a playoff semifinals game that was uh, postponed just due to inconclusive testing. So, um, but I think most people feel that you'd rather be safe than sorry at the end yeah. of the day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, we saw what happened in Major League Baseball. I, <laughs> you know, I would not advise that route personally, but, you know, congrats to the doctors, though. Good, good for you. Good for you. Um, anyway, um, I do want to uh, get your take on another conversation that has really um, bubbled up to the top of of most people's radar and that's you know what some people are kind of calling a second pandemic and that's a lot of the racial and social justice conversations hey the cool thing about having my own podcast is that i get to do my own commercials this is independent podcast i don't have a sponsor but i'm totally open to it but i am going to give a shout out to my patreon posse the squad these are the people who you know my a1 day ones have been with me and monetarily support this podcast and all of my women's hockey coverage all of my women's sports coverage that is not for an outlet in particular. So I have, you know, solicited 
uh, advice on before I was launching the social justice series. I have done a call for questions before I'm getting ready to go live. Uh, so it's definitely the place to go if you want to keep up with the goings on, what I'm doing in my independent women's sports coverage. So claps, stick taps to those who are already a member of the Patreon Posse. And if you want to become a member of the Patreon Posse, check out my Patreon page, Sports Talk ELA. You can find the link in the description. All right, let's get back to Whitney Dove. And I'm not one that really tries to promote um, asking people to kind of recount some of, you know, maybe the, 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 the less than ideal situations that perhaps they or other people that they know have been put into. So I just want to preface with that. But I do think that it is a conversation that, especially in the hockey community, is important to uplift since it, it would appear that it's not necessarily something racism or, you know, really talking about challenges to uh, making people feel as though hockey is for everyone. I get the sense that the hockey community maybe doesn't necessarily openly have those challenging conversations. So that's the, that's where I would like to start with you. As you see some of what's happened in North America and the, and uh, across the world, really, uh, when it comes to racial and social justice, I, I'm curious to get your thoughts on how the, the broader hockey community has or has not engaged um, in the conversation. Yeah, I think, you know, there's definitely been different outlets that are trying to get get their voice out there and get the conversation out there. So I think that that's a really good thing that's going on and a good starting point, you know, to get more people kind of on that conversation and like backing that up. So I think there's a lot a lot of good that's that's come out of what's happened, but um obviously more there's more to come and more changes still need to be made so yeah for sure and kind of going along those lines as someone who covers women's hockey almost exclusively I have been asking women's hockey players you know what what would it look like for women's hockey to kind of take a leading role obviously we've seen what the WNBA has done not just with their you know as they call it the wobble season um, but really for the last four years when it comes to um, amplifying uh, civic engagement or racial and social justice. Um, and I'm just curious, you know, do you think there's a place for women's hockey to, you know, step up and and be a part of a conversation in, in a different way and, and really take the lead in, in certain ways? Yeah, I, I definitely think that that would be um, a, a big thing for us. I think that it would be a good thing, you know, seeing what kind of other other professional athletes are doing. I think it would be awesome for women's hockey to get right up there and also, you know, try to help and try to make a change as well. Yeah, for sure. So to be determined, we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. uh, I've obviously, as I said, been talking to a lot of people around women's hockey. So I know there's, there's definitely some minds that, that are on, the, on it and we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, as we start wrapping up here for the Founding Four pod, I just do want to ask a few other fun questions so our listeners can get to know you a little bit better. Uh, so one question I love to ask athletes is, you know, if if you could, uh, and we're going to talk uh, summer Olympic games, um, but you know, what's the summer Olympic sport that you feel you could be really competitive in, maybe even like medal in? 
Um, I would have to say track and field. As when I was growing up, um, I was big into track. I would my my race was the one hundred meter. Oh, okay. So I feel like I could definitely be up there in that one. <laughs> okay, cool. So short, explosive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, do you feel that uh, some of that translates to your hockey game? Um. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, looking for the breakaway. <laughs> okay. Cool. 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 Um. Do you have like a, a morning routine that you like to stick to to have like your your best day? Like if you could set yourself up, what what's what's going on with you in the morning? Um, so actually, recently I've just started getting into yoga. So I like to do that like right when I wake up. It just kind of you know gets me kind of energized for the day, gets me going. Um, so that's that's a big thing that I like to do in the morning. Okay. Uh, if you could, obviously, you know, Rona to the side. Um, if you could travel to one place, someplace that you've never been, uh, what's at the top of the list right now? Um, I would have to say probably New Zealand. Oh, okay. Yeah, any, particular, any particular reason why? Um, no, I just, I don't know, New Zealand or Thailand, I think. I've just they look super super cool and nice over there so love it all right so let's let's all do our part so we can take <laughs> our you know uh dream trips <laughs> um all right let's think about now um you know tell us the story behind your jersey number at providence in particular um and you know why that number and and if it means anything special to you yeah, so actually, when I was younger, I was always 77, and that was because my grandpa's favorite number was 77, and he he passed away when I was really young, so when I started playing, I just, that was my number, and then as I got older, you know, not every team could allow you to have, like, choose any numbers, so that's when I went to just the single seven, and that's what I was at Providence, which I'm really happy about. But then going to Buffalo, someone already had that number. So I thought, why not bring back the 77? So there we go. All right. And, you know, we're, we're approaching the holidays. So jerseys and jerseys are available, yeah. folks. So uh, go get you a number 77, Whitney Dove. <laughs> Put that little plug in there for you. I got you. I got you. Thanks. <laughs> Um, and then final question, um, and I'd love for you to tell like a story, if you can remember um, some of the best advice that you've been given, something that really stuck with you and that, and that you've um, been able to carry with you. Do you remember the story of, of some of the best advice you've ever gotten? Hmm. Well, I'd probably have to relate it to hockey or just, you know, athletics, but I guess just I don't, I don't know if I have a story exactly, but I feel like just, you know, never giving up and kind of always doing your best. I feel like I've kind of carried that with me from a young age, you know. Um, I started playing with the boys when I was young, and, you know, I got cut from the team once, and my dad said, you know, you got, you got to try harder, like, you can't give up. And so I went back the next year and I made the rep team with the boys. So I, that's just always kind of stuck with me, like work hard, you know, 
you can always, whatever you set your mind to, you can achieve. So love it. And it's working out so far. Yeah. (laughs) Excellent. Well, Whitney Dove, thank you so much for joining us on Founding Four Pod. And, you know, when it's safe, when we, you know, hopefully in January can drop the puck on what will be a lightning quick season. It's going to be compact for you guys. So that's probably why you're hitting the gym so much now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I look forward to, uh, you know, hopefully being able to to cover you and the Buttes this year. Me too. Thank you again for listening to this episode of the Founding Four podcast. And hey, again, if you want to watch the video, go check out Sports Talk ELA. As I mentioned, this is an independent podcast. It was created, the Founding Four was founded by Mike Murphy and I back when we were both with the Ice Garden, but now it is an independent podcast. It is run off of the Patreon Uh, contributions that I get every month. So thank you to the Patreon Posse. And if you want to become a member of the Patreon Posse, head over to Sports Talk ELA and you, of course, can find the link in the show notes and in the description. That is all for this episode. We'll have more coming from the Founding Four podcast. And again, the goal is to have all of these be streamlined for YouTube and for the podcast to make them as accessible as possible. I also want to let you know, for those who are subscribed to the Nine newsletter, that Whitney and I had a conversation about the holidays that I will be uh, putting in the Nine newsletter, and eventually it will also be on Patreon. So if you enjoyed this conversation with Whitney Dove, hey, good news is that there is more. But that's it for this episode of the Founding Four podcast. I am your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. You can follow the show at Founding Four, the numeral four pod, at Founding Four pod on Twitter. You can follow me at elindsay08. That's E-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-0-8. If you're celebrating American Thanksgiving, remember that this land was not always ours. We must respect and honor those who came before us, but also it's a great time, especially in 2020, to just be thankful. Be thankful for our health, be thankful for our loved ones, and be thankful for women's hockey. All right, laters!